Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Football Social Daily. Hello, this is Football Social Daily, your daily Premier League podcast. There is loads to talk about on today's show. Sackings suspended at Manchester United as Solskjaer sinks Spurs. It's high ho silver to go at Everton. Is it the end of the line for Marco Silva as Everton lose the Merseyside derby? And we'll take a look at all the key results from last night's Premier League fixtures and look ahead to a Thursday night football fixture that doesn't involve Manchester United travelling to some part of deepest, darkest Russia for the Europa League football, which is weird having Premier League on a football, isn't it? I've got double trouble in the sports social studio today. The XS Manchester Breakfast Show team are here. Hello! Radio's answer to the Chuckle Brothers. Hey! We've got uh, Joe McGrath and Adam Brown. Welcome, gents. Hello. Thank you, right, you very Jim. much. So, I don't know why I said thank you then. Yeah, <laughs> United won, so thanks, mate. Yeah, there you go. We're going to kick off with that, actually. Full round of Premier League games. The highlight for me, despite there being a Liverpool derby mm-hmm. in the mix, was Jose Mourinho's return to Manchester United with his new team, Tottenham, which kind of didn't really live up to expectations Mm. for me. I was expecting more fireworks. I was expecting Jose Mourinho cupping his ear to the crowd or running down the touchline and poking Solskjaer in the eye or something like that. But it was kind of quite respectful. He has a weird thing with United, and I've always thought this, ever since he was at Chelsea, when he gets to Old Trafford, it's a certain... When when he puts out a Jose Mourinho-style team, and I've seen this uh, when he uh, came back to Chelsea uh, uh, since um, when he left for the first time, there's an era of respect around United. Mm. For some reason, he doesn't seem to go for the kill. Now, he could have gone for the kill yesterday uh, against Manchester United. He would have known certain things about the Reds. He would have known that we, we, we struggle when we've got possession. In fact, we enjoy the other team having possession more than us because that's how we play football because then we can counter. And that's where our, our goals have come from. He, he would have known that there's certain in plays that are weaker than others that he could have exploited. He would have known that Young isn't particularly the quickest uh, at, at the minute, so why didn't he put a lot of pressure on there? But he didn't. He sort of just put a team out. He didn't and throw the game, that. though, did he? I he mean, didn't he, throw he, the he, game, <laughs> but I, I, Jose Mourinho, he's the, he's the master class. He's the guy who went to Barcelona and got to the Champions League final by just turning them over in, in a ridiculous style. He's the man who, who, who's intelligent enough uh, to, to put out a team to get a result against someone who they want to get a result against. For some reason... He, he, I honestly thought he could have he 
beat us yesterday. That Spurs team playing in a way that I've seen Spurs play could have ripped us apart. I mean, let's just think about this. We we got a decent game against Aston Villa only a couple of days prior to, to this game and Aston Villa squad that just went for it and if they went for it that is why they did so well Tottenham they, they did go for it but there wasn't that fire in the belly that spark you might have thought that was there for a Jose Mourinho return Are you saying it was more down to Tottenham than it was Manchester United the 2-1 result? Yeah I am I mean you look another penalty thank God we have penalties in the game of football because that's half the reason United score these days uh, and obviously Marcus Rashford don't take away the skill from the first goal but it wasn't an outstanding performance from United yesterday people said we were better in the second first half we were controlled the game a bit more but you know the inevitable uh, equaliser was coming it came before half time and you know the penalty got us the lead and then we just sort of held on to it for a while and with Solskjaer brings on a couple of defenders to uh, in the last 10 minutes to settle things to calm things but we weren't calming ourselves against the Spurs team that were creating loads of chances. You look at the highlights reel, when we did go more defensive in the last 15-20 minutes, Spurs didn't press too much. You know, Harry Kane was quite silent. Mm. Some people putting that down to McTominay, having a, a, a pretty game. good game yeah. uh, and controlling that midfield a bit more. But yeah, maybe I'm being a bit um, cynical in a way. I don't think it was an, ex- uh, an outstanding United performance. I do think we were helped by Tottenham not showing up as much. I mean, you know, football fans are fickle at the best of times. United fans seem insanely fickle <laughs> at the moment. You look on social media and it went from Solskjaer not having a clue, being tactically naive, getting the sack to being a legend that needs to be given time at the club last night and compared to Fergie and his reign. Yeah. And Which way is it? Is that a corner turned for Manchester United? There seems to turn so many corners they're just spinning around in circles <laughs> a lot of corners we're That's on a constant roundabout at the minute <laughs> and uh, I think that we're in an uh, unfortunate position that whatever happens on the pitch the bigger picture uh, will always be the main focus for for United fans that we are currently uh, not being run by people who know how to uh, run a football club in terms of Ed Woodward uh, obviously he, he spends some money he flashes the clash, uh, cash but there's certain decisions he's made that you know will will we'll dampen the spirits of United fans so we're not uh, Solskjaer gets put pressure on him um, yeah I, I get it and I get why United fans have done it and the turn I don't think is coming you know this result against Spurs was a good result the Manchester derby though on its way on the weekend can bring things mm. back down to earth especially a, a, a City team that went to Burnley uh, which is quite a hard place to travel to uh, these days and stick four goals past them you know these are a team that We'll look at our back line, our defence, and they will think, okay, well, maybe we're not uh, strong at the back, but let's fight fire with fire. And if City want to do that, they can put goals past Manchester United because we're, we haven't kept a clean sheet in a very, very long period of time. Even looking at, you know, conceding three goals against Sheffield United, two goals against Aston Villa. These are strikers that were championship strikers last season, but now they're scoring goals against United. Let's look at Man City when you got Sterling on the ball and O'Gara's To be fair, they weren't championship strikers. They were playing in the Dutch First Division. Worse, <laughs> slightly yeah. worse than the championship <laughs> of Wesley. It's even more damaging. Yeah, that is. Yeah, the yeah. thing is, Joe, if I want to pick you up on what you're saying about, um, you know, and, and there's an air of what Jim said about, you know, United fans sometimes being a bit fickle. And, you know, the... the football fans. The, oh, yeah, football, football fans. fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the tendency to sort of blame the way that United's being run, I get that. There's definitely problems there um, and the decisions that have been made. But a lot of the decisions have been made now in terms of recruitment and the players they've signed. But do you not think there's other managers who could do a better job than what Solskjaer's done this season? If Pochettino had got that job, despite the fact that the decisions from above above mm. the manager, 
you know, with those players, surely they should be higher in the table than where they are. And I do think that some Solskjaer isn't totally, you know, blameless. The ownership's yeah. not going to change. And Edward Wood's not going anywhere. Yeah. So the only thing that can change in that scenario is the manager. Yeah. So even if Pochettino, say for example, Solskjaer, you know, gets to the end of the season and they go, actually, it's not quite worked. You know, shake hands. It's all, you know, amicable and he still remains a legend at the club. And they go, we're going to bring Pochettino in. If Pochettino doesn't um, instantly start doing well, will you blame him or will you blame the board? Well, well who would you blame? If you, as, as an outsider, as the manager. A, the manager. 100%. So th- all right. The thing is, the way that it's run it, it isn't, Ideal at the moment, but these you know these other clubs that that have similar setups or setups that the fans aren't happy with. Obviously, you know Arsenal have been like that for a long time. They, they've you know Arsenal fans have complained about that. That's just the way it is, and I think really it ain't going to change anytime soon. So you just got to make the best of what you can with it and mm-hmm. go. Actually, is this the best manager for the job? Would you you'd blame the manager? Solskjaer gets a lot of leeway because he's a club legend. Yeah, he does get a lot of leeway, which is fair enough. I don't I don't, I don't believe in casting managers out instantly. Give him time and all that, and he's there is some good things that he's done. But I do think that the blame seems to be shifted on the um, on the board it rather is, than not on him. It is a poorly constructed team, Manchester United, at the moment, which mm-hmm. you probably can't blame Solskjaer for. That is partly to do with the recruitment. Who's responsible for that? We don't know. But if you took the, I don't know, 15, 16 players that are the Manchester United first team squad, you'd expect a manager to be doing better with them. And that has to be Solskjaer's responsibility. Yeah. And, and do you know what? The, the, when it comes to putting the... the, the t- so the squad Manchester United have got, when it comes to putting out the 11, the best 11 Solskjaer can do, and the tactics that they're going to play during that game, that is down to Solskjaer. And if he wins or loses, I mean, obviously he'll get the stick. But like you're saying, there's a bit more leeway. But he's a club legend. But, you know, I, I do hammer home the point that if... if constantly we just keep getting managers in that fail mm. we do need to look up I mean Jimmy just mentioned the recruitment there's no such thing as recruitment we let go of a lot of attacking players this summer we didn't get any in you know if, if Rashford picks up an injury now that's half our goals gone throughout the rest of the season Greenwood is struggling to, to find his feet in the Premier League I don't, don't blame him he's 18 years old you know we're talking about Manchester United now and you you wonder uh, okay what, let's talk about the football sides of Manchester United uh, again the recruitment is one thing Old Trafford is falling down around uh, the fans' feet. Mm. That building is old, not a, like a lick of paint in about 20 years' time. When you look at Manchester City and their, their established facilities that they've built over the last couple of years, United are still in Carrington. Now, I don't know what the facilities are like in there, but City's are head and shoulders above the rest of them. And in Liverpool, we even gave theirs a rebound recently. Just started having a women's team in the last couple of years. Our academy isn't doing amazing at the minute in our under-18s. It's, it's not just the, the 11 that start and, and get beat time and time again for United it's the whole thing as a, as a club it's the stadium it's the fabric, it's, it's of, the the fabric club, yeah. of the club so that's where we blame the board because like oh, this is a bit rubbish you know the, the summary's got to give but I do get your your, your point you know when's it going to stop when are we going to actually get a manager like Pochettino in who, who could turn things around and does I really happen, don't know does it happen before Christmas I mean a lot of people said myself included that Solskjaer would be out of a job before Christmas came, do you think he's still going to be there? I think the, the only reason window? that Ed Woodward wouldn't get rid, or the board wouldn't get rid of uh, uh, Solskjaer before Christmas, is because it would mirror their decision to sack Jose Mourinho at the same time. Jose Mourinho was uh, was heading out the door this time last year in yeah. December. Their stubbornness or their oh this this manager has to be better than Mourinho uh, will, will carry. 
Oli further than uh, Jose did last season. I think you're looking January, February time if results aren't going well. Because I think the border quite be getting a bit stubborn going, we're not going to make the same mistake again. Mm, you know, yeah. let's keep him. Let's keep him. And then the results will fall. January might be tough. February might be tough. And that's when you might see him leaving. What do you think, Adam? Do you think Solskjaer's that? I mean, my kind of feeling at the moment is, like I say, beginning of the season, I thought he'd be gone by Christmas. Mm. I don't think he will be now. I think he'll be there till the end of the season. And then there'll be a change yeah. with... Maybe Pochettino coming in. Yeah, I think so. I think that last night will uh, will buy him a bit more time uh, again, um, which I don't. You know, let's be honest. I actually was quite a good result. I think, <laughs> despite the fact that you know didn't let's didn't dominate the game last night in any way. The first half they were better than they were in the second half, but I do think it'll buy him a bit a bit of time. Interesting to see how much fight they put up against City. Obviously, City aren't in the mm-hmm. best form anyway. Currently, it's a bit hit and miss with City at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes on Saturday. I think they'll have a lot of bearing on on how much longer he gets but I do think he'll see out Christmas yeah. um, you know I mean if they finish 6th this season if they finish where they are now in the table in a weird way that's kind of not a bad season for Solskjaer yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like, I know it, what you mean it, 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 it's not a good it, season for United I think but... we always talk about I know that the Premier League is obviously the best but it's not amazing this year the actual, I mean, we are looking at it now. We are uh, eight points off the top four, and we have lost and drawn a lot of games. Mm. We've got four, uh, four league defeats and drawn six times. That's a lot of points dropped. And you know, Chelsea, they've had a, a couple of defeats in the past. They picked up a win last night, obviously. But City, I mean, they've probably had more defeats, I mean, this season so far than they would have done in the last two seasons. I don't know whether it's because the league's poor this year, though. Or, or is it getting better? Yeah, or whether it's just a more equal standard. Because the teams that have come up have done very well. Yeah. Like your Sheffield United have done very well. Norwich have looked good at times. Yeah. So maybe it's just they're putting in more of a challenge than previously rather than other teams deteriorating. Yeah. It, well, it could be that actually, because even like, you know, like Wolves, you know, even though they started slow, they've they've yeah. got some momentum now. Crystal Palace are actually doing decent. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you've got these teams really that when you look at the table, if you've not looked at it for a couple of weeks, you've got, oh, no, they're, they're seventh now. How's that happened? Yeah. So they're jumping up quite quick. And like you say, if it, it's almost it's not getting quite as bad as the championship in the sense of the old cliche of like anyone could beat anyone. Mm. But it's not, it's got a lot, you know, there used to be like three definitive leagues in the Premier League, didn't you almost? You had like the, yeah, yeah. the top, you know, top six or whatever. Then you'd have that middle Best kind of, of the rest. And yeah. And then, so, but now I feel like it's you've got, even the top six isn't, Easily di- no, you know, it's distinguishable. Not. It's really now. not. Because you've got really Leicester not. in there, the anomaly this season. But then below that, there's no sort of best of the rest anymore. Mm. It's almost like, you know, the top bit, and then anyone could get relegated after that. So I think it could be the Premier League isn't necessarily getting poorer, but is the gap closing? Yeah, yeah. Could be. Probably. On Spurs, obviously Mourinho's been in there. Third game in charge was Manchester United. He's not had the effect that people thought he would have at Spurs. Everyone thought he'd go in there and he'd make them, as he did at Manchester United, make them defensively solid. They're conceding two goals in every single game they've played so far. But there does seem to be a little bit of a lift. And I think probably the sign of that is Deli Alli's form since Jose Mourinho came in. Almost awesome goal against Manchester United last night. Almost mm-hmm. Bergkamp-esque. Do you think he's going to play his way back into the England team ahead of the Euros? I think uh, Ali will flourish under Mourinho. I think he's uh, he's just the kind of player that that will he seems to thrive off of having a manager that's got confidence in him, and I think that will really show. And we know what he's like; he's got the ability. He played played really well last night. I think that you know it might take a little bit of time for Mourinho to sort of you know kind of I don't from to back because Pochettino was well liked by the players. Mm. You know, I mean, they really really liked him and respected him a lot. So it might take a little bit of time for him just to yeah. kind of. But Ali was at a he seems to hit rock bottom really, didn't he? Towards yeah. the end of Pochettino's well, kind of reign. The no. last three England squads or something like that just yeah. wasn't playing, injured all the time. Yeah, so I think that he'll be someone that'll 
really, really sort of uh, increases uh, his levels. But it's weird that the defence has not been great. Yeah, he, he, maybe he's trying somewhere different. You know what I mean? Maybe he, he's looking at why he got sacked from Manchester United. There was a lot of... <laughs> I mean, when, when, Well, when, I stopped conceding goals last yeah, time. Yeah. Maybe I concede them this yeah, time. I'll try <laughs> and let him in this When time. we had Mourinho, we would win games 1-0. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But now, I mean, they beat West Ham 3-2. Bournemouth, the exact same score, 3-2. Uh, they, they bagged yesterday. The Olympiacos, they won four. So the scoring goals, yeah. four goals in the Champions League, three uh, goals in both Premier League games. And obviously last night was only one. But the scoring goals. I don't know if Mourinho has found another way he wants to play football. He's trialing it out, or is he just seeing what he's got? And has he been promised a bit of money in January? They're not defensively poor, though. Tottenham as a team, no. they've got good players. They've got. Good, I mean, we know how much Jose Mourinho likes a nice holding midfield. Yep. They've got a couple of decent options there as well. So they look like they should be able to set up in a traditional Mourinho way. They're just not doing so. Just not doing so. It's all good fun, though, to see what's going to happen. I mean, Tottenham, uh, I do obviously like Tottenham, and with with uh, Mourinho being in charge now, you know, we are above him in the in the table. <laughs> but I do, I do think they'll come back, I suppose. I think they'll, yeah. I think they'll finish quite strong after Christmas. Um, whether or not they'll get in the top four, I don't know. It might be a bit of a stretch, but I'd certainly see they're going to get top six. Yeah. And they win something, because that's what Jose Mourinho does. They yeah. get the FA Cup or something. Yeah. From Solskjaer to another manager under pressure, because it was the Liverpool derby last night. Six goals in the first half of the derby. 5-2 to Liverpool at the final whistle. More pressure on Marco Silva, which we'll talk about in a moment. In fact, by the time you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that Marco Silva might have already been sacked. But for me, watching the game last night, it just didn't really seem to have the same bite that a Merseyside derby has. You normally expect the players to be up for it, maybe mm-hmm. a red card every now and again. It just didn't have that kind of atmosphere to it. Do you know, there's an air of um, inevitability about it last night as well. Yeah. It yeah. felt like everyone knew the result was going to be. Everyone knew Liverpool was going to win. You know, and it, sometimes even in derbies, I remember in the days when you know the gulf between United and City as a City fan was massive, but we still didn't know we we're going to get beat. Yeah, it was, like, it was a derby. Yeah. You never knew it was going to happen. Yeah, and even if we were 14th in the league, we thought we might turn these over here. But you never for one second imagined that was going to happen last night in Liverpool and Everton. I do feel a little bit for Marco Silva. I've, I've been quite critical of him in the past on this podcast, and I've said that I don't know how he gets jobs, and he seems to be the man that can get a job no matter how mm. badly he does. And you know, I, I imagine that if he gets sacked from Everton. Uh, he'll land on his feet and get another pretty decent job yeah. somewhere else. I don't think he's a bad manager as such. His record hasn't been great, but I do think they've only got to dry a little bit at Everton as well. I feel like they should have sort of pulled the trigger earlier and got rid of him because I feel like now, I mean, his stock is quite low. And I think that, I think they kind of, the Everton board in my head probably knew they were going to get beat by Liverpool, didn't want to put a new manager in then. Mm. And they've sort of let, let, let Marco Silva kind of. Just but Everton were shambolic last night. They they set up clearly to contain Liverpool and just failed to do that miserably. And it was a so when they announced the teams that Jurgen Klopp picked for, there were a lot of Liverpool fans going, "Well, what's he what's he doing here? What's he mm-hmm. playing at? This yeah. is a, a B string team." But it was plenty, which is even more embarrassing for Everton. Really, yeah, it? it was. Like, you know, the, the, you know, got Liverpool fans gloating, saying our reserves beat Everton last night and. Like you're saying, he's, there's some of the people that left that Klopp left on the bench as well. It's mm. just, I mean, I don't know where Everton go from here. I mean, I, I, again, it's, it's it's the discussion of the thing about Everton is they've got they've got on paper a good squad, and every season they go through this thing, don't they? When you you know the summer transfer window, they always have a decent transfer window in the summer, and they bring players, and you think, do you know what? They'll challenge top six this season. They've done it for the past two or three years, 
And then it doesn't quite go right at Christmas, then they end up sacking the manager and then getting someone in as a stopgap and then start the process all over again. So for me, I think the next appointment they make has to be, I know they tried it with Silver and they were going, oh, we want to buy into this guy and he's going to bring a culture of football to, to you know the way we want to play and he's mm. going to change our style. But I think they need to really kind of reassess and go, hang on a minute, what are we going to do? Are we going to try and get someone who's an established Premier League manager who has got a good record, maybe from a slightly smaller club or do we go for a championship manager? And Who'd I, want it? I mean, it's a weird job, Everton, and there's comparisons yeah. between Everton and Manchester United in that you've got this kind of senior figure, this Marcel Brand, who seems to do all the transfer business, and it's not really... I mean, you can just tell from the way Marco Silva uses Moise Keane, that wasn't a transfer that he wanted to get into the club. So who wants to go into that Everton camp at the moment and take that job? I think that's the only. Re- I think that might be the only reason why, at the minute, Everton haven't sacked Marcus Silva because maybe they don't, don't know the replacement who the replacement is. Uh, and and you know when you actually look at who's out there, who could really do something with this Everton squad? Uh, I know there's been all sorts of uh, rumours floating about about maybe Mr Moyes might make a return David to Moyes. To I Goodison, but I can, I can see, see it. as well. I tell you but what, I, when he when David Moyes was at Everton the first time, it was a very different club to it is now. It yeah. Different owners, different yeah. structure. I think he'd struggle. Yeah. yeah, and then again, you know, his legacy at Everton might be tarnished by that. So maybe he's nervous about taking the role. Yeah. I think as well, uh, the players got to take a bit of responsibility uh, for the way they're playing. I mean. I'm looking at the team sheet and I was reading some coverage and says when you see Liverpool's team sheet and somewhat disrespect does your uh, does your uh, sort of team talk write itself you know the, the, to the Everton players you say look at the disrespect uh, they're showing here they've got their key strikers on the bench and they think they're going to roll you over do you go out there and do you have fire in your stomach you know it's a big derby you'd expect do you that get the win? Mm. but no so you know as well as Marcus Silva maybe he didn't do the rally call as well as I just did then. He, looks just, like well, a, he looks like a broken man yeah he, he really Silver. does at the end of that, on the end of that game I, I, I did actually feel for him because I thought it's just it, you know it's a combination of the players not playing for him and then there's obviously problems with the way it's being run, and the thing is, I think now, and it, it kind of links back into what we were saying earlier about about United and the, and you know the powers that be in the board and you know ha, the people higher up in the clubs um, now is Everton. I think to myself, someone like Sean Dyche, who's done a good good job over the years at Burnley, was linked to the job when Marco Silva got it at Everton. Mm. I think you think that would normally be like the pathway for a manager, you know, to come into the Premier League from you know with a club like Burnley, establish, and then maybe go into a, a club that's bigger. Which to be fair, Everton is a bigger club than yeah. Burnley. You think that, but I don't think he'd want to take it. I really don't think he would want the Everton job now because of the way he's got it at Burnley. You know, he's, he makes the calls, he calls the shots, he signs who he wants to sign when he wants to sign him. Mm. He's got you know a team of dedicated players. He knows what he's going to get from every week. It's not like Sean Dyche. He's quite an old school kind of style manager. You know, he's kind of learnt from the old school. I don't think if he went into Likes Everton, homegrown English players. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? If he went into Everton now, which you know you'd think again, it is the next step for a manager. Uh, you know, a, a British manager. I don't think he would. I, I, I don't think he'd do very well, not because he's not a good manager, because he is, but because the setup, I don't think he'd, it seems desirable for a manager to want to go into now. I think the safe bet is going to be David Moyes. He's that old cliche, cliche bell, yeah. safe pair of hands, so the end of the season. End though, of the Jim. season, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be exactly that. The flip side of the coin here is Liverpool, who were impressive last night, scored some absolutely superb goals with a B string. And as a City fan who is still harbouring hopes of a Premier League title, I mean, the the one glimmer of hope that City fans had was that this punishing December schedule that Liverpool had was going to cause them to pick up injuries and drop points. And then you see their B team run out in a game like that and suddenly those hopes kind of vanish, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only thing I'm hoping for now is I'm, I'm 
I'm putting everything on the Leicester game on Boxing Day. <laughs> thinking, if there's something that could happen, if they, and it's it's really bad that it's got that desperate. And it, you know what? It's it's testament to how good Liverpool have been, mm. but also City have slipped up quite badly um, this season. Um, but the, the the pace that Liverpool have set this year is unbelievable. And he, and, he, and like you say, even the squad players, players that have been you know uh, written off, cast out. You know, uh, look at how good Origi's been. Yeah. You know, so he, he's scored so many important goals. Do you last know, season I was and... impressed last night with Shakiri. Yeah. Who I thought yeah, was Shakira absolutely was superb, and I'm I'd forgotten he was at Liverpool. He's a, it was great for Stoke. Mm-hmm. He's great for Liverpool. He's one of those players that I'm surprised that is happy to just be a bit part player. Yeah. In a Liverpool team. But, and, and that's the thing they've got the squad balance there as well now which is one thing that we always had over Liverpool we've got a better yeah. squad we've got a stronger squad no, well actually yeah, yeah. They pre- I mean all right, I know it was against a you know a, a struggling Everton side but they didn't look out of place those players they didn't look rusty they came on did the job and, and you know they look impressive who knows what's going to happen though they've also got a tough January as well Liverpool so they've got a, a, now a Merseyside Tarby which doesn't seem too tough the <laughs> FA Cup third round and Spurs and United in January as well as Wolves as well Well, so you know as well as they get over the December line which is tough a lot of games yeah. you know loads of four different competitions then you've got a, a fifth competition when you start the FA Cup early January and then you've got two big games in United and Tottenham so. and I do think that Leicester game is going to be hard for the them Leicester. I do because oh, yeah, they're going to be absolutely there's a lot of the, obviously Rod there's going to be that element of it. Leicester again, they'll think back to you know a couple of years back and they think I'm going to make. We're right in the mix here. If we yeah. can get, the, if we can beat them, mm. and if once you get past Christmas, if they're still there or thereabouts in the title race, which they will be if they beat them. I don't know. I mean, it's, I can't believe that I'm pinning all my hopes on Leicester beating Liverpool for City to be back in the title race. Eleven but. points, eleven points clear at the moment from City. So it's a big title. It's a big challenge to uh, be still in that title come March time. Right, we're going to take a little break. Back in a minute, we'll talk about the rest of the games from last night's fixtures and also tonight's Thursday night fixtures. We've got Newcastle playing Sheffield United and Arsenal versus Brighton. We'll talk about that next on Football Social Daily. <laughs> Football Social Daily. Get daily news and updates on your team via your Amazon Alexa. Just ask Alexa. Open Sports Social. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily, the only Premier League podcast. We're going to rattle quickly through the games last night because there was a whole load to get through. And I want to move on to tonight's games. Firstly, Chelsea versus Villa. 2-1 to Chelsea. Tammy Abraham back and Chelsea back to winning ways after their shock defeat to West Ham at the weekend. Just goes to show that Tammy Abraham is so important to Chelsea, doesn't it? Do we think that Chelsea will finish top four? And if so, is that a decent season for Frank Lampard? I think it's a great season for Frank Lampard. I mean, you know, he didn't set the world on fire when he was Derby manager, but he did a good job for them just not getting into the Premier League, though. It would be a, a, a bit of a... Not, not a downfall in a way, because Derby haven't have failed to get into the Premier League for so long now. But it will leave a mark on him, and I think he'd be a bit upset by he didn't take Derby the full way. Under this Chelsea team, he's not got the money really to spend. He's got to use young players, and he's got that experience of being that young player and going through academies and, and knowing what it's like when you first play football. Mm. And if he's got a young uh, set of uh, players there that he can see a bit of himself in or he can put a bit of his attitude onto them you know a lot of it is about attitude and he had one of the best I mean he's still one of the greatest midfielders of all time you know if not the greatest because he's Chelsea's all time goal scorer and he's a midfielder you know he would have put on this this display hopefully to the youngsters and said you know what we're going to face challenges on the way but we can we can do well in the Premier League Uh, it's been a bit tricky but I mean I win against Aston Villa and you know who knows it might go on a a good run now I think there are a couple of signings away from being right back up there challenging Mm. me I think when that when the transfer ban passes and stuff and they they can get a couple of big uh, big signings in uh, they're right up there I mean even last night Abraham got a goal and an assist 
The other goal was scored by Mason Mount, assisted by Rhys James. So both their goals last night were entirely created and scored. I'd be buzzing if I was a yeah. Chelsea fan yeah. looking at that. Because you love it when the young players do well yeah. and they've got a team based on young players, as you say, a couple of little superstars in that mix and they'll yeah. be flying. And they've still got hudson Adoy who came for the bench last night. You know, Tamori was on the bench, he yeah. didn't even start. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've, got in, they've got in every position a good youngster coming I, through. I think that would be the only challenge for Lampard is uh, when he does get the transfer ban gone, where is he going to spend the money and he's going to spend it wisely? Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Klopp, when he needed certain players to challenge for the title, he picked certain key, uh, Salah, you know, the goalkeeper, Alisson, uh, Van Dijk as well, and that's made Liverpool an incredible team when Chelsea and Lampard identify the areas they need to strengthen will they be able to do it as good as Klopp did and that's a big test yeah. for Lampard without that. rocking the boat yes well. without rocking yeah. the boat will he be able to do it as good that test will come if he's still in charge of Chelsea and you know what if he gets that right then yeah you're completely right Six pointer on the south coast. It was Southampton edged a 2-1 win over Norwich. Just as Norwich seemed to be getting some key players back and turning it around, they had two decent results and then they lose to Southampton. It feels like, it's early to say it, but it feels like that could be a bit of a first nail in the coffin, if not the final nail in the coffin for Norwich this season. Yeah, it was. Um, I, yeah, I think they needed to win that one last night. Um, it's going to be tough for them to come back from this now. It's, 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 bad. it's unfortunate because they, they actually play all right football and I do think that he's got them you know, kind of bought into a, a certain kind of footballing culture there and I think that sometimes is the um, you know, the temptation that when you because the, the way they got they got up with playing that football as well, you mm. know, from the championship, and sometimes the temptation is, all right, we're up now, we've got to change our, our game, we've got to go more defensive, whatever. But he's not, and obviously it's not worked because they're getting beat all the time. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do think I, don't, I can't see him where they're going to pick up the results personally. But for Southampton, great result for them. Yeah, and it's put Everton in a lot more trouble now and as well. <laughs> Completely. So. Uh, Wolves against. West Ham, another manager under pressure in Manuel Pellegrini. I might just gloss over this one. <laughs> yeah, save them to the end, did you, Jim? 2-0 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. defeat for West Ham after the surprise win at the weekend against Chelsea. I mean, Pellegrini is under pressure at West Ham. Two points off the relegation zone, but five points off sixth. I can't see any changes being made there. It just seems like West Ham need to get to that transfer window. They need to get in some back up in goal. They need yeah. to get a good alternative for Fabianski, even though he comes back in January. And we desperately need pace in midfield. The thing is, as well, is that all the pressure on Pellegrini, like, you know, if if they did sack him, who'd you get? That's the thing. Because I don't know if West Ham could get, attract a better calibre manager than Pellegrini at the moment. Well, apparently they've had something like 28 applications for Pellegrini's job, even though he's not gone. One of them's Eddie Howe, who's been interested. Sean Dyche is interested. But I don't, with the squad we've got, I don't know if a new manager can come in and do any better yeah. at this stage. Well, now you put in an application for a Premier League manager. What, send your CV over? Yeah, what, yeah. what do you do? Do you write out LinkedIn? Leicester City goes second. They've got a win over Watford last night. I mean, we talked about Manchester City challenge Liverpool. Are Leicester City the team that are going to challenge Liverpool? They're eight points off the top. I mean, are we kind of letting them slide under the radar? I think this isn't just a run of form. Do you know what I mean? This isn't just a couple of games on the trot they've won. This is a Leicester City team who know how to play, who can play very well, who can put the ball in the back of the net 
as well, let's not forget. And I think that's the key thing. I will forever be banging on as a United fan that we don't put the ball in the back there nearly as much times as we should do. I mean, we're on 23 goals this season. Uh, Leicester City are up there with 35. You can just see the amount Revolutionary of... Revolutionary this, Joe. No, you can just <laughs> Score see... goals, win games. No, I'm just saying you can just see the amount of of trust that uh, Rodgers has in his attacking lineup that get him the goals. I mean, mm. Everton uh, on the weekend, you know, you just thought that would be a draw, but no, they kept the pressure on and they bagged the, the late-minute winner. That means that they're still up there, only eight points behind Liverpool. And and that's not coincidence. They are going to be up there challenging for the title. They don't Unless something wild like Rodgers goes, I don't see it. They don't nothing. quite have the depth of other Premier League teams, but just as they did in the season they won the Premier League, they have an incredibly settled lineup. I think. I yep. might be remembering this stat wrong. They have made less changes to their starting eleven than any other Premier League team this season. And if they can keep everyone fit and keep everyone playing, then they're going to do well. It does have a feel of that in the sense that, you know, when they, when they won the title, you, you could name the, the starting eleven, yeah. And the starting eleven this time for, for last this season, it seems... Main, mainly unchanged. I think the left. I think Chilwell been out injured and um, Christian Fuchs has come in. But other than that, um, it seems quite settled. And I tell you what, as well, um, just looking at their starting lineup from you know last night and pretty much every game this season, there's quite a lot of changes compared to the title winning side. Mm. But they've been quite subtle changes, and the players they've brought in have been really, really, really good. Like yeah. they've, they've recruited amazingly well. So like you know, Ndidi, you know, Tielemans is class. Madison's been unbelievable since he's got there. Let's not forget they lost Harry Maguire as well to yeah. United. So mm-hmm. they've had they'd have had him as well. But the guy they brought in has been incredible. Johnny Evans has been like a complete new player at Leicester. So everything's kind of worked for him. Um, uh, and Brendan Rodgers has just been incredible. I think he's done an amazing job so far. And I, I think they will hang on to him because I don't think he'll be tempted by Arsenal. Again, I, it's one of those situations is, why would you go? Yeah, it's why exactly would you like that. Well, it's quite damning for the clubs like Everton and Arsenal that you think managers from the likes of Burnley and Leicester wouldn't want to go because you mm. think Rodgers now, he's got a great, you know, he's got the great owners at Leicester who will back him. They've got money to spend. They've got a really good squad with some great players who, if they have got a sell and they'll get big money for, like mm. Madison's going to get a lot, you know, and Chilwell, eventually when they go, if they do, they'll get big money for. So why would he go to Arsenal? Oh, no. I think he'll stay and I do think they'll get Champions League football this season. Can they challenge? Can they challenge for that title or is that just a little step too far? Let's see what happens after Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything's riding on that. That's the, the thing I'm looking forward to most. To get Christmas out of the way, let's see what happens on Boxing Day. Right, we're finishing these little bonus midweek Christmas football gift from Amazon with Sheffield United versus Newcastle and Arsenal versus Brighton tonight. Sheffield United versus Newcastle. Two teams that everyone was tipping to be down there in the relegation zone this season. But actually, I mean... Neither of them are setting the world alight, but they've made steady starts. And whoever wins this game kind of will have the, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but have the better start. You know what I mean? Like if Newcastle win tonight, then you'd have to say Steve Bruce has made a decent start as Newcastle manager. If Sheffield United win, then obviously they're off to a flyer. They're a top half of the table. Sheffield United have only lost three games this season. I can't. I mean, they've drawn a lot, but they've lost. They've lost yeah. less games than Chelsea. I'm beating in seven now as well. So, and they've just got that belief about him. Chris Wilde is a great manager. He's done great things yeah, out at Sheffield United. Manager. He's really, really good. Uh, and again, even you know, they spent a bit of money as well. That's one thing Norwich haven't done mm. uh, this season. Sheffield United have spent money. There's a few eyebrows raised about how much they spent on certain players because I think they broke their own transfer record a couple of times in the summer. But you think to yourself, well, I'm, they're not going to go and be able to sign a player for fifty million from you know the Spanish league or whatever. So they've got to try and kind of get what they can and he's recruited well uh, he's kept the core of his players they seem to want to play for him 
hard to call what's going to happen in that game tonight, though, because again, Newcastle are very unpredictable this season. Yeah, <laughs> really unpredictable. I mean, if Newcastle get their front three scoring goals, they've got Jolington, Almiron, and Saint Maximum, who I yeah. think is a superb player. Just needs a couple of goals. If they can get a few. As yeah. you say, Joe, get the ball in the back of the net a few times for them, then that is a very yeah. different team suddenly. Yeah, and the, them three are very talented players, all three of them mm. are potentially amazing, but you've just got to get it, get them firing. John Joe Shelby's been a bit of a revelation again this season, yeah. hasn't he? He's, uh, he's playing particularly well. You just, don't know, back in. you just don't know what you're going to get with Newcastle. I feel like they're, they're at that stage now where you don't know which team's going to turn up, you know. And, and to be fair to Steve Bruce, people wrote him off before he even kicked a ball this season. Uh, oh, he'll be the first manager sacked. Well, he's not, is he? He's the, actually. He's done all right. And like you say, if they win tonight, they'll be up to uh, 19 points and they'll be in the top half. So Halfway uh, there to safety. But there you go. Points. Yeah, that's it. Does Sheffield United have the legs this they'll, season? I think they'll stay up. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, think, I think they will. I, well. I, I think Wilder, Wilder will, uh, has got on playing for him and I think they've got um, that belief and I think they'll dig in. I think more so than what Norwich can do. Okay. Final match is Arsenal versus Brighton and Hove Albion. The big question here is I've got a five-game acker on the midweek games and Arsenal versus Brighton is my last game. I have the option of cashing out now for £30 Ooh. or I can let the Acker ride and I think I get 55 if Arsenal win. What do I do? Oh, I tell you, Bet I, responsibly, I, by the way. I check out now. <laughs> I check out it's now. It's crazy to think that, you know, Arsenal at home to Brighton and you're thinking about checking out. You know, yeah. Brighton, I've liked watching Brighton this season. I think Brighton are a right team. I, I think they won't do anything spectacular but they'll they'll be a mid-table t- side and they'll they'll cause hiccups for big, big teams. Is tonight going to be one of the hiccups? I don't, I don't know. I think when Arsenal sacked uh, uh, Emery and brought... I'm just, I'm just remembering what United did when it, with Solskjaer coming into the team and it was that the, the light started to, to shine again and the run-up was incredible all the way to Paris Saint-Germain when we obviously beat them and uh, getting through to the next round of the Champions League. I think Arsenal expected this spark mm-hmm. and I've got to say if Brighton go and win tonight then it has nothing or it mirrors nothing of the United I mean, spark. If you look at Lundberg's first game against Norwich and it was the same old Arsenal that we had yeah. under Emery, they looked terrified of Cantwell and Puki, who yeah. had very strong games. Brighton don't quite have that same teeth attacking-wise, but it just, I mean, when you make an internal appointment, like bringing Freddie Lundberg up from, what was he, under-23s coach yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that, into the manager's position, you don't quite get that lift that you would when you bring a new man in. And maybe Arsenal are going to suffer from that. It's going to be, they've essentially got the same 11 players on the pitch. Yeah. So there's not going to be a great big change. Because it really does feel interim, doesn't it, when you when you bring someone internal in. Like, you know, we've done it before when someone comes from, like, you know, one of the youth teams or an assistant manager steps up into that role. Um, it, it, it doesn't, you don't have the excitement that you get in a way that, you know, sometimes it's, it's sad to see a manager go sometimes, or if you're doing really bad, you can't, you can't wait to see the back of him. But you sometimes love the buzz of getting a new manager in yeah. and going, actually, it's going to lift everyone. But because Lundberg's already been there, yeah. you don't quite, even with Solskjaer, and obviously he was known to United, but he was still external mm. from what, he, he wasn't already at the club. They brought him in as an, you know, a interim basis, but then he ended up getting the job full time. With Lundberg, I don't know if they're going to get that kind of the, What's it, new manager bounce or yeah, whatever they well, call it's it? You feeling, know. It's players wanting to prove themselves. And yeah. if there is an inevitable feeling that Lundberg is not the man who's going to get that job full time, then I think Arsenal have a team of players who don't have the mentality of going, oh, let's 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 do it for the manager anyway. And they, they don't were, feel like they're playing for their jobs. And the kind of players they've had at Arsenal and still have, they've, they will happily just sit back and do that. You know what I mean? And not, and not run for, for the manager and just think, well, do you know what? We're getting paid mega money. Sorry, we'll just wait till the summer. We'll probably finish sort of you know, top six, top eight or whatever, uh, bad season. Most of them will probably go in the summer anyway. Mm. The ones that are, the, the fans have made their mind up about them. New manager will come in. 
it's just a weird time for Arsenal. I, I, I mean, I do worry about what that result's going to be tonight. And I can't wait to see the absolute outrage from the fans. So you're saying <laughs> cash out? <laughs> cash out, Jim. Cash out. It's not worth the risk, mate. It's not worth right. it. Decision made. Uh, right, before I let you go, it is the Manchester Derby this weekend. Obviously, Adam, you're a City fan. You're a United fan, yep. Joe. So we'll have a little mini preview. Just very quickly, what do you expect from the derby this weekend? Uh, I expect a nice little bit of build-up. Obviously, um, this win um, against Tottenham will will do us all right in spirits. I do expect, though, and unfortunately saying this, a standard uh, City win against us. Uh, I, I think this will be maybe since the 3-2 at the Etihad um, when we beat you, what, two years ago. I think this, is, this will be our fifth derby defeat on the bounce wow which is not the best no. uh, um obviously you know i bought social maybe he knows this maybe he's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve i don't know <laughs> he took his time to show yeah, you have hope you have hope i'm Some... saving it for this moment <laughs> right. i know sometimes in these games you just never know but i'm not over enthusiastic about united's team and going up against city's team especially the pressure but even the way city have been at the minute you know who knows what's going to happen the weird thing is i uh, last night i went after the Spurs result I thought to myself oh what if they turned a corner it'll give them the confidence then I thought to myself I'm going to be the amount of times that I've thought that to myself back United they've turned a corner and then the following week they go and get beat by yeah, you know yeah. a team I'm not overly worried I think it'd be alright for you I think it'll make it a more interesting game the fact that United will be a bit more up for it because they feel like oh we're on a you know, we're on a little bit of a roll now. We beat Spurs. You know, a bit more confidence. I don't think it'll be completely one-sided. I do think United will actually turn up and give a decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be a maybe. I can see a two-one maybe to City, something like that. City seems to be getting a. I mean, certainly going off the Burnley game. Seems to be a little bit of form creeping back into yeah. them as well. I hope so. Back them for the win. Yeah, you? I would do. Yeah, two-one maybe three-one if we're lucky. Joe, Adam, thank you very thank much. You. If you're in Manchester, you can hear these two on the Excess Manchester Yay. Breakfast Show, 106.1 FM. If you're not in Manchester, you can find it online, excessmanchester.co.uk. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time on Football Social Daily. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.